I'm Dave Manwolf, and I'm going to teach you about metal. Mastodon sucks. Ghost is stupid. Welcome to episode 94 of That Metal Podcast. I'm Wolfman Dave. I'm P-Squall. So hopefully you enjoyed that funny little hilarious intro that my girlfriend made. Uh, she kind of surprised me. She just made it. And she's like, I got a surprise for you on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Ooh, what do we got here? And then it's all of a sudden, I'm Wolfman Dave. <laughs> that was classic. That was fucking oh hilarious. God. She did a good job. Mastodon sucks. You know. <laughs> Dafisms. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, thank you for that, babe. Uh, anyways, um, so we got we got actually a very, what I would call a very interesting show. Uh, this is for, would be Metal for Beginners. And um, obviously many of you are not beginners. However, you might find it interesting or maybe you just want to, you know, pass the time. Maybe you're bored or something. Uh, so we're going to talk about kind of how music has changed over the years. Uh, describe some genres. Get them out there. Uh, what is what? Why is it this? You know, why does it sound like that? Or right. Et cetera. Uh, we're going to give a few uh, album recommendations for those also who... who who are looking to get deeper into these genres that we're going to speak about. Yeah, they're kind of, uh, what I said, they're kind of representative of, of, of that genre, right? Right. Of the ones that we're going to talk about. Um, so for other people, you know, you may want to, if you want to email us and be like, how did you get into metal? That'd be awesome, you know, That'd to hear good. some stories, you know. Yep. To hear that. Because that, there's always, um, a lot of them that I hear, it's funny because I hear like, oh, my dad got me into um, you know, they were just listening and I, I started getting into that. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's funny cause like there are a lot of people like, like say for example, like me, I didn't have anybody to show me, but I liked it. Right. So I, and this is pre-internet. Uh, so I searched everything, you know, magazines, magazines and, and samples and stuff, sampler CDs, samplers, uh -huh. t-shirts and stuff like that. So, <laughs> right. T-shirts were actually the, the, I think t-shirts were a good one. So you would see that and be like, huh. Yeah, so if you saw a picture of, a, a, for example, a band on a ma in a magazine uh -huh. that advertising something, and you're like, "What T-shirt is that? <laughs> what is he wearing?" <laughs> what is he wearing? <laughs> I like this band, but what are they wearing? You know, so that kind of helped. Yeah, um, helped out here. Well, let's let's dive deep. Uh, let's dive into it real quick. We'll, we'll first before we dive into it though. My bad. I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Um, tell me, tell the me. news. Um, very controversial, I would say. Uh, not very brave. Kind of stupid. Yeah, honestly. But, <laughs> yeah, so Ed Sheeran said that he used to love listening to Cradle, Cradle Phil, Phil Slipknot uh -huh. and whatever. And he would like to take a stab at doing a death metal album. Um, 
<laughs> the funny thing is he called them death metal, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh... It's like, for me, I think he's an idiot for, for once. Yeah. For, for, for one thing. I don't know. I, I can't take him seriously. Uh, I would much less take whatever he has to offer seriously in terms of making a metal record. Uh-huh. I feel like he would bring in a lot of people to come in and help him instead of him actually making it making himself. himself. Yes. Yes, I agree. Um, his, his poor knowledge of actually how he uh, described said bands, Slipknot, New Metal, Cradle of Filth, uh, Symphonic Black Metal, sure. you want to get cute or uh, whatever. Right. Uh, for him to just blatantly say, oh, it's death metal, like that already shows he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. I know we're we're um, we're nitpicking, but it's true. I mean, he already is showing that he doesn't know what he's talking about, and he ruffled a shitload of feathers. Oh hell yeah, dude! And I, I know mean, Danny Filth responded, but he almost seemed like in favor of Ed Sheeran. He was all like, even though even though he was saying, "I'll see it," you know, seeing his believing, pretty seeing much. his believing, but he was also saying like, like kind of, I'm cheering for him, that mm-hmm. kind of shit. And it's like, yeah, but Danny Filth's always been. Out there. Super sellout, yeah. I would say, you know, after, after what? Um, Midian. After that, but uh, once they do, once he was on Jackass, or what is it? Um, oh. Um, Bam Margera. Yes, yes, Made yes. him very popular. And um, that's damn right. popular. I think he made them at Turbo Negro super, super popular. popular. I mean, yep. like, yeah, so. So Danny's like that, but I mean, he's. Like you said, he's out there anyways, right? Yeah, he's all But right. I'm glad that he actually said something, at least. Somebody... Uh, Corey, Corey Taylor would have been like, Oh, that's cool, man. Uh, yeah, let well, me know. Well, I'll be on your... I'll guest on your album, bro. DM me on your Instagram, yeah. bro. <laughs> God, I hate him so much, dude. Especially on the... Oh, what was it? There's some metal albums. No, no, no. DVDs that I have? Uh-huh. Uh, documentaries, and he's like... Bro, um... That band is so sweet. It's sweet. Like, I'm like, shut the fuck up, Corey Taylor. <laughs> shut up. Stop I, making sweet happen. <laughs> ah, I hate the way he talks, dude. Uh, I think it was one of the 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 thrash, uh, the thrash metal documentaries. Oh, that uh, murder at... <clears throat> well, I have that one. I don't, th- I don't know if it was in that one, but I think it was Get Thrashed, maybe? Oh, okay. okay. I think he might have been on that one. Anyways, I digress. But, uh... So yeah, I'm gonna say a big thumbs down. Me too. Now, if he releases it and he makes a great album, then I'll be the first one to say, "I'll eat my Fuck fucking yeah. words." Right? <laughs> I'll eat my words quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we both know he won't. Yeah, probably not. It'll it's probably be super new metal. Very. And then that's probably gonna make the fucking comeback of new metal. I I swear <laughs> you, that's gonna be a disaster. We're gonna blow It'll be the this. death of Dave. Yeah, man, my head's gonna blow up. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Make a few calls to like Terminator. <laughs> Bring don't let don't let Ed Sheeran be born, please. <laughs> he's, he's gonna bring back new metal. Oh my god! <laughs> but, at his mom's doorstep. I know. Boom, Sarakana. <laughs> Ed Sheeran's mother. Are you Ed Sheeran's mother. <laughs> What's that, Lee? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, but you know what's kind of not funny, but it is funny. Is the new Iron Maiden single, uh, right? Writing on the wall. Uh huh. <sighs> okay, how did you feel about it? 
I, like I told you, dude, like when I sent, you know, when we, uh, when I messaged you, like, oh, and you Iron Maiden, I, I, I dug it. It's, uh, again, not the greatest song ever. Right. It's very mediocre for Iron Maiden, but it's still a, I think it's still a pretty cool song. It's, I mean, it's Iron Maiden. It's Iron Maiden. It yeah. sounds just like them. They haven't changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and it's a good you... thing. It's actually not a bad thing. It's no, no. Thing. They, they stay true to their sound. Um, this one was a little bit slower. Almost seems like it's the opener to to I guess their new album if they re- release one anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But um, I dug it. I like it. It's it's Iron Maiden. So how did you feel about it? Though? <laughs> <laughs> I was not a fan. Uh, the second half was better though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the video is amazing. I love it. Um, some of the eddies from different eras. Uh, uh, I think somewhere in time, Eddie. I think there was a Power Slave Eddie. Wasn't there Killers too? Or I no? think it might have been Killers. I know there was one for is it what is it Souls the new uh, oh their latest album the one with um I think it's called Souls Black or what is it called a uh, book of book of Souls the book of Souls the book of Souls yeah, yeah there's that Eddie oh the one with the top hat uh, or no 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 he just they all have the hood man because they're supposed to be like the Four Horsemen and shit like that you know oh, when they came okay. out um. But there were a lot of a lot of little Easter eggs in that video. Oh, okay. They showed a shitload of Easter eggs. Like I know if you if you look close enough, you can see Ed Force One, the space, the the, the airplane. Uh-huh. It's like all crashed in the desert. Uh, they showed a lot of cool little um, Easter eggs. So it's cool. It's cool because they have all kinds of cool things to, for that. Right. Um, the song was below average for me. I felt like if I were to give it a rating, I'd probably give it a five out of ten. Mm. Um, but the second half did. Definitely uh, redeem the, the beginning. The, yeah, for sure. And it had kind of like a almost old country, uh, like a cowboy almost. country. Yeah, yeah, sort of weird twang to it. Uh huh. Um, that wasn't. I didn't hate that or anything. It was just different. I was like, that's pretty cool, I guess. Um, but it didn't seem to go anywhere. It, it, what it, I described yeah. it as is like it was running in place. Yeah, that's how I felt like that song was going. Uh, it was kind of like meandering, aimlessly. But it was very repetitive at the same time. Yeah, it was, and that's why I'll, that's why I was disappointed. I guess more. Because you do have a point. There was no finish. Like it yeah. just kind of stayed yeah. same. Yeah, it was it was weird, and I don't know. Maybe if that's just that's just them. Um, yeah. Um, if, it's because the thing too is like I feel like some companies. Well, shit, they run themselves. I know that. Because they're so, they're huge now. But releasing the first single is a huge deal. I think it's a it's a make or break. I think it is uh, nowadays. Well, shit. Even back in the eighties, seventies, and sixties, you know, releasing your hit single was like a huge fucking deal. You had to be like, this is gonna be the right one, the banger. Yeah, the banger, dude. So we'll see what happens. I look forward to it though, because it's been what six years. Six years, that? man. Yeah, it's been a while, man. So <clears throat> you know, as long as they're not doing. Metallica shit. You know? No, uh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's fine. All right, so let's 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 get started. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about how you know kind of music has changed and, and, and over the years, right? Right. But I mean, obviously, we've had really music um, that people have really, really been listening to lately. I guess or been a part of would be from like the forties, fifties. All, all the way up until now. 
Um, kind of it was the same old thing back in the day. It was more like country uh, blues, blues, like the whole Delta blues. There was a lot of that stuff going on. So a lot of it was kind of like the same stuff. A lot of the records were kind of the same. And then you get you get introduced to like artists like let's say Elvis, Roy, Roy Orbison, Elvis, Roy Orbison, Elvis, Chuck Berry, Little, uh, Little Richard, Little Chuck Richard. Berry, and then this just started changing and fucking was more of a what do you call it like a super outsider at that time. I don't think there were people were very accepting of it. No, at first, nope. Uh, there was a lot of uh, I don't know if you want to say. Religious, maybe people at that time. At that it was time. still very. He- everyone yeah. was still heavily religious, still going yeah. to church, mm-hmm. and they enjoyed their um, Etta James and yeah. stuff like that. Which They're I very, do conservative. Too. Very, They're conservative. very conservative, very conservative. Yeah. And you know, Elvis bl- bursting into the scene, Chuck Berry, yeah. Little Richard, all these. Oh guys. man! And then let's talk about that. So Little Richard's, he's gay, yeah. uh, from Georgia, the South, the Bible Belt, black. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Yeah, and he excelled too. He's badass. Of course. Uh, I think Lemmy's idol, I believe. Right, right. And um, Lemmy from Motorhead. You guys didn't know who that is. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. Like, um, then they kind of steered to the kind of like those pimpy do fifties uh, doop kind mm-hmm. of things. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know. 60s are here. We have like uh, Vietnam is happening. We have flower power. We have all that stuff going on. And I believe during that early on too, we have the the British invasion going. Correct. Where all these bands are coming. The Rolling Stones. You have the Beatles. The Beatles. There was a lot of hell. Even the Monkeys, man. The Monkeys, right? There was a shitload of bands of from that time. I mean, yeah. a shitload of bands. Um, and the, there was kind of like. A, a difference with a little, a little more crunch, crunch in the guitars, man. They had a little bit more, you know, twang to what they were doing. And, and actually, I think it made a the difference where there was, a, if you look at different, um, like, recording programs, some people buy different um, preamps or different things in their computers, uh-huh. and it'll be, like, the UK sound or the, the, the British sound Correct. for uh, the guitar sound. Oh wow! And then it'll be like the British sound, and then or you you want a U.S. amp? I don't know what they were using. If it was Marshalls or whatever the fuck they were using or whatever, uh-huh. but the the music, the riff, and the the tone was different. So I think it was the British rock sound. It was at, from that time that a lot of people were trying to emulate. Um, you know, during that time, I, I kind of you know people are like, oh, you, do you like the Stones or do you like the Beatles and, and blah 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 and you know, I ended up growing up, and I really didn't like a lot of that stuff. Right. But I really kind of, I don't know, I listened more to the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, same here, man. The Beatles, what I, what I like about them, at least, is they're from the ghetto, dude. Mm. You know, they're, they're, they're from the hood, yeah. basically. <laughs> basically. And, and if you look at the Rolling Stones, they were, they were already made. They had money. They had money, yeah. They were well off already, right? They came from... <laughs> Prominent families, yeah, yeah, and everything was kind of given to them. the 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 Beatles, the Beatles had to earn it, man. Came yeah, they they did the circuit, they earned it, and then they they fucking blew the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and 
less than ten years, I would say that they're around. Their existence yeah. was was short lived, but Yoko. was a huge impact. Yeah, man. <laughs> fucking Yoko. Fucking everybody knows that she fucked everything up, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her music, yeah, oh. and her primal scream oh, shit. Oh god, the primal scream therapy. <laughs> you know, but but yeah, during that time, I feel like there was definitely um, cultural. Like, what do you call it? Uh, things happening in culture that were kind of influencing these people. So we have Vietnam. Like there's a storm brewing. Yeah, so Vietnam's happening. So there's a lot of... Unrest. Hi, you know, hippies out there and, and unrest, as you would say. A lot of the good music started happening. You know, CCR came from that. Hell yeah. Um, cream. Cream, you know. But I think what was cra- crazy was, like, what they had a uh, Woodstock. Woodstock. You know, during that time, too. And it was just kind of like... That was kind of, I think, I think uh, introduction or view of what was to come later on. What's going to be happening later on in music? What's going to be going on? No kidding. All and, those European festivals that are pretty much taken from that simple yeah. simple little Woodstock. Yeah. You know, massive. And it was funny because, like, it was all muddy. Everybody was, like, uh, they were, like, just embracing the whole, the whole mess and everything. And that's how... Festivals are now. People are like, oh, it's raining. Who cares? It's just getting in the mud. Yeah. Like, that's it. It's, like, normal now. But <clears throat> for me, I, I don't know, like, um, the the whole idea of, of the change from the 60s to the 70s was a huge change for me. I felt that, especially the late 60s, there was a lot of uh, these bands that, are gonna, that I'm going to name right now. Right. That kind of truly helped form... And create, maybe by accident or not, but definitely we have to attribute to to England as well because we had uh, a lot of people, basically, uh, in like an industrial area or kind of like a really not a, a very rough area. Right. So uh, Black Sabbath came from that, right? You know, they came from this really rough neighborhood and. and they, I feel like a lot of that kind of made it so that it's like the working man's band, you know what yeah. I mean? The guy who's, you know, he's gonna go and have a pint or two and gonna enjoy some fucking good music, right. some good heavy blues rock, as they would call it. As they would band. call it, yeah. You know, but they weren't the only ones. You know, like you mentioned, Cream was there. Jimi Hendrix, I think, was a huge fucking factor. All big time man. in, in bringing that metal, that metal sound, that metal there. sound, yeah. Blue Cheer was another band that you could easily see when they were, when they were playing. They had like this distortion in there, and it was heavier. It was like fuzzy, oh. and it was cool, man. Mm-hmm. Like they had that fucking sound, you know. It was great. Okay. Um, obviously, Led Zeppelin had a more complex way of putting it, you know. Kind of like their grandfathers of progressive. I'm yeah, saying. they were more out there. Yeah. I mean. And, and they were all into the occult. They were into Satanism. They were into all that shit. And, like, they were legit when it comes to the things that they were doing. Fuck yeah. They didn't give a fuck. Dude. Jimmy Page was friends with Aleister Crowley. Man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, come on. It doesn't get more evil than that. No, that's the. Yeah. You know, you had Mountain. Mountain is another great band that even fucking Ozzy was in awe of when he heard them because they have a heavy fucking. Um, I don't know, like, they're just... Well, they're called Mountain. I mean, listen to them. Yeah, But yeah. they're also kind of, like, fuzzy and, and, and really dark. But then they have, like, songs that are kind of, like, ballads. And so it's kind of weird, you know? Right. 
Grand Funk Railroad is another band that Fuck, I feel yeah. is, I think, a huge, huge deal. And they also had that kind of bluesy, heavy rock kind of shit going on. And, um, yeah, they had a different tone. You could easily tell that something was different yeah, for them. Yeah. Um, I think at this time, the, the, the blues mixture with, with mm-hmm. the, with the rock was a real good sound. And like you say, that low, that distortion yeah. It sounded cool, bluesy, distortion. Yeah, and then on, they man. had like, like these, these fuckers are lucky because they had like real tube amps. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? They had like the real deal. They had the real kind of like really warm sounding, really nice sounding, yeah, uh, metal or rock riffs. Yeah, and then also I know we have you know Deep Purple came from this also. Um, of of all these bands, obviously. Black Sabbath was probably and, and Deep Purple were the most influential, the most influential uh-huh. um, on everybody. Alice Cooper was there too, the shock rocker for more of the shock tactics and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Getting his head chopped off. Yep. People weren't ready for that yet. They thought he was really killing himself. <laughs> uh, that was funny, but you know things kind of started getting a little heavier. And now I'm wondering if this change in in heavier tones and stuff like that was the effect from the hippies. From the flower, the whole flower the power flower scene. Power. They yeah. wanted something a little heavier. Just wanted something a little different. I think so. You know man. what I mean? Because they kind of formed right at that time, the late seventies. Yeah, yeah. Let's say late sixties. I'm sorry. <clears throat> the late late 60s, 68, 69. Think nice, sixty nine. Sixty nine. But yeah, things started changing like around that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was just like a a fucking snowball, dude. It just kind of. I agree, because from after that, man, stuff just started getting heavier mm-hmm. and heavier. And heavier, yeah, and like you know, it's 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 a good thing, I guess. The civil unrest at that time, mm-hmm. people were anked up, anced up, and everything, and they mm-hmm. were just like begging for something heavy. So when Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and all those, that shit just catapulted all these these yeah. bands. Yeah, they just started like, I want to do that too. Yeah, I want to fucking do that too. Um, and you know, during all that time though, you know, obviously you had bands that were doing progressive rock. They were doing... They were fucking out there. They were doing such different stuff. Um, so, I mean, I guess, like, what happens, you know, during the 70s, you start getting disco. Because, I mean, if you really think about it, during this time, it really is just, like... I don't feel like the whole Motown thing was huge anymore. No. I, I feel it was like... much dying out. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of just rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. Rock and roll, southern rock... Southern Rock, there you, you know, know Southern I mean? Rock really yeah. exploded yeah. during these times. Leonard Skinner and, um, and Molly Hatchet, Molly Hatchet Blackfoot, yeah. Blackfoot, dude. Blackfoot, yeah. yeah, man, The Outlaws. Oh. There is a shitload of different bands from 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 all around that time, and right. I feel like the cha- the music did start changing directions, right? So people are like, "Fuck, what the hell, disco? Disco sucks!" And <laughs> like, you start getting a little heavier. Things started getting a little heavier during that time. Um, you through this whole time, you know, you've had bands like Judas Priest and Motorhead's already out. Motorhead more heavy punk, you know, punk and roll attitude. Mm-hmm. The Ramones are out. Misfits, Dead Kennedys, all those all those bands start forming during this yeah. time. Uh, what it, what the difference is? I feel like these guys are bringing is they're bringing a faster beat. Mm-hmm. They're bringing the faster punk beat. Like they're bringing, they're just being faster now. Yeah, yeah. You know these other groups. You know Black Sabbath. They were taking their time. They're bringing the chunks. They're bringing heaviness. Uh, I feel I feel what the Deep Purple and probably Led Zeppelin are a little bit more faster ones. Right. 
You know, so they brought the speed too. All of a sudden, you're getting these punk bands kind of forming. Motorhead and all these other bands are bringing in. You're getting the weirdness. Uh, let's say Blue Oyster Cult. Oh yeah. Right. Um, a lot of these bands that are coming out, they're make they're kind of like taking what they want. Yeah. What start with me? What I start noticing is bands from again, from England, from, from the UK. You started getting the new wave of British heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like we mentioned earlier, there's been multiple bands that have been using two guitars the whole time. So whole that's time. not nothing strange. It's not new or whatever. But it's the way these guys were using them. The attack. The guitar attack. Yeah. They were harmonizing. They were, you know, the way just the way they were playing the the, the riffs off each other. Um, one of the major bands that I feel like really showed off was Thin Lizzy. Oh, yeah. Thin Lizzy was one of the primary ones. Judas Priest was doing it too. They weren't the only ones. There was other bands. But the new wave of British heavy metal really kind of brought that, I think, to the forefront. You know, you have uh, Angel Witch, uh, Samson, which Bruce Dickinson was in before. That's right. That's right. Uh, Iron Maiden, right? Def Leppard's actual first legitimate album oh, was yeah. new wave of British heavy metal. Tigers of Pantang. Mm-hmm. Um, Satan. There was... Uh, Dark Star, dude, it's a shitload of, uh, what do you call them, New Wave of British Heavy Metal bands. Right. And these guys really fucking were legit doing heavy metal at that time. Yeah. Like, it was a different fucking feel. It was a different world, right, what they were doing. Exactly. You didn't really... <laughs> so that kind of started happening. That started kind of, like, going on around the world, and that's when fucking Lars was a huge... Uh, Lars, the drummer from Metallica... <laughs> He was like a huge proponent of of the new wave of British heavy metal, so he started showing. Was oh it yeah, Diamond Head. Diamond Head, yeah. and he's like, he was hardcore about Diamond Head. He's like, oh, I'm gonna bring Budgie, Diamond Head, and bring all these bands over, and um, some of the young rockers from the San Francisco Bay Area, they were just starting to discover this on their own too, uh-huh. because at that time they were just playing old stuff like Sabbath and these other old songs. They started learning about this whole new wave of British heavy metal. And I think after this happened, dude, it was fucking game over. It was game over. It was, that was it. Like, that was it, dude. I mean, it was like, we want to do that. Yeah. But then, what would we say? Glam started getting very popular. We were talking about Van Halen. Van Halen. Maybe unknowingly. um, With their theatrics, with the music that they were doing, the style, the show. Party. You know, I love David Lee, the Roth era. Uh-huh. You know, but between, let's say, bands like Kiss, uh, the New York Dolls, who's the other band that you mentioned? Oh, the Velvet Underground. You know, bands like that, people like David Bowie, Twisted Sister, even back in the 70s, probably attributed yeah. to this. But there was a lot of stuff happening where the whole idea of makeup and dressing how they dress and things like that. And and I feel like Van Halen put came out at the right time. And when they did, that kind of unknowingly maybe helped create this whole idea of glam metal, right? Yeah, probably So, <laughs> glam metal, glam metal came out early on, Motley Crue, uh, Poison, all those bands started popping out, right? And making a lot of money and Shh. screwing all the ladies. All the ladies. Right? Well, what would they say? Uh, let them go through the back so they can come back out through the, the front. front. Something yeah, like something that. like that, yeah. The tour bus. <laughs> so... Debauchery. Like, yeah, that's all it was. It, it was literally sex, drugs, and rock and, rock and roll, roll, I guess. Yeah. 
I mean, they're 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 a bastardized version of it. Even then, it was still rock and roll. It was still rock and roll. I wouldn't call it heavy metal or anything. No, no, it was just rock. Uh, There were some that were heavier. Yeah, Quiet Riot, Rat. Quiet Riot, Rat. Twisted Sister to me was was the best. I don't consider them glam. No, all the way, because they were more of like they reminded me of like this band Metal War. You know, Metal War. Yeah, more of like. Heavy metal rules, rules, you know, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that kind of thing. Like a party, they were party rock. Yeah, they're party. Yeah, yeah. I like them. Um, Even his Lizzie Borden stuff was good. Oh yeah, that shit was heavier too, man. Yeah, all that stuff too, man. But I feel like Van Halen might have unknowingly, unknowingly created or helped create. They nurtured it. <laughs> yeah, this whole glam scene, and I think the biggest response to that was "fuck you," you know. <laughs> so you have bands coming out like. Um, all the thrash bands started popping out. Yeah. And, but what's weird is they, they start happening simultaneously. You start getting bands like Bathory, Venom, uh, Merciful Fate. Merciful Fate. You know, and that kind of helped the Bay Area bands and a lot of the thrash bands go over the top. Yeah. To be, well, we, we fucking hate this glam scene because we're so close to it. They're in the Bay Area. This is happening in L.A., they're like, we fucking hate this shit. We want to be a little heavier, heavier than this. And they were much heavier and much faster uh, than all of those uh, glam bands. Oh, yeah. So that was, to me, I found that to be a lot interesting. Very interesting because they really wanted to... To um, up it up. To up yeah. The they wanted up the ante big time. Yeah. Slayer helped big time with the fucking speed, the breakneck speed that they did. Possessed was there, too, during oh, this yeah. time. Possessed. Doing that. Um, so I like I like how a lot of this stuff is starting to form, you know. Mm. A lot of this stuff is little by little, because I mean, look, big time. People, the reality of it is, people have been listening to music for hundreds of years now. I mean, we've had classical music yeah. and stuff like that. There's always been music around for, well, in know, any shape, way, or yeah. form. There's always yeah, there's been always been some sort of, and like just the idea of like, like during the Civil War. Or whenever there's wars back in the day, they'd have the little drummer boy. The little drummer you know, boy, yeah, man. They do like, the trumpet. He was going to pump up his homies. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to pump you Even guys up. Even if I get blasted. Yeah. Use <laughs> <laughs> my cannonball. <laughs> like, that's the wrong kind of cannonball. You right? Know? <laughs> <laughs> He's doing his little blast piece. Oh, shit. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> the little drummer boy is the originator of the blast beat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they had... You know, they had these guys that are pumping up their homies, you know, let's go to yeah. war. Let's go to even war, even in tribal dude. times, bro. Yeah. Dudes with their fucking big old yeah, drums. Boom, boom. Let's yeah, do this yeah. shit. So, like, there's always been music that influences or empowers you or just pumps you up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, not necessarily that it's just what it's for, because it's relaxing, too. Which is my points that I was going to talk about real quick. Okay. You know, to... To the credit of music, you know, some of the people who are kind of on the fence about heavy metal, about rock, uh, this the heavier side, I guess, the dark side, if you want to say. Yes. Uh, if you're kind of, like, not sure about it, like, there's something for everybody. So one of the things that I wanted to say is, it's so, it's crazy how fucking diverse metal is. is yeah. There is literally something for everybody. everybody. I'm not even fucking joking. Like, whatever kind of thing you're into, if you like pirates, there's fucking metal for that. Pirate metal? If, yeah, pirate metal. If you're into, like, whatever, dude, there's all kinds of metal. There's something for you. And actually, let me bring up, uh, somebody did, like, a, an exaggerated list, and I kind of want to talk about that. No, you're good. 
So, what kind of metal is there? Is, is out there, right? Right. Okay, post metal, folk metal, heavy metal, alternative metal, funk metal, new metal, rap metal, avant-garde metal, black metal, symphonic black metal, symphonic black metal. Viking metal, NS black metal, national socialistic black metal, let's say that, atmospheric black metal, melodic black metal, ambient black metal, depressive black metal, depressive suicidal black black metal. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) To get a notch down. Yeah. War metal, Christian metal, unblack metal, which is Christian, Christian. Mm -hmm. Uh, death metal, death and roll, melodic death metal, technical death metal. Don't forget, melodic technical death metal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Death grind, doom metal, death doom, drone metal. Celtic metal, medieval metal, pagan metal, uh, industrial metal, gothic metal. Okay, I didn't know this one. There's kawaii metal. All right. Yeah, uh, Korean. Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, Korean, yeah. Uh, Latin metal, metalcore, melodic metalcore. I'm not a fan of. Doesn't matter though. Uh, Deathcore, mathcore, neoclassical metal. Neoclassical. Power metal, progressive metal, gent, sludge, metal. Speed metal, symphonic metal, thrash metal, crossover, thrash, and groove metal. There's a, and there's probably more. Funeral doom metal. Funeral doom. <laughs> yeah, right? that's another one. Um. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, there's a diverse. Uh, there's something out there. There's a huge diversity with 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 rock and roll and metal and stuff like that, right? Right. So it's not gonna be like, oh, it's only these bands and blah blah. No, there's a shitload of bands out there for you. Which, a lot of the music, this brings to my next point, a lot of the music that is out there can be therapeutic for different people. This is something we've talked about many times before in the past. It's not the first time that we've said this before. But, you know, there's something for somebody, they're having a bad day, it could help them feel better. Or um, kind of, if you're having already a great day, it kind of makes it even better. It kind of brings up the mood, brightens up the mood. Exactly. You know? So, and because of that, it could become a stress relief for a lot of different people, right? Uh, you, you you have a tendency to to listen to certain bands if they kind of get what you're going through, right? right. So there's that whole idea of like um, you feel that you can relate to 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 this band or yeah. this song or the lyrics or whatever, right? Right. So that's why it could be a stress relief and thera- therapeutic at the same time for people. Um, I feel like. And this is me still trying to convince some people who are on the fence. The community is awesome, man. There's always going to be one or two assholes. Always. But for the most part, they get fucking handled at a at a, at a at a show. Easily. At a concert. They get handled easy. Like, get the fuck out of the way. Shut the fuck up. And they get a chingazo or two. Yep. And they tell them, you know what? Get the fuck out of here, dude. Or go, go to the back. Or, but that's not that shit s- isn't going to fly here. Yeah, that's not to say in any genre. It doesn't... We're not even, even yeah. rock. There's elitist rap assholes. There's elitist yeah. fucking pop assholes. Everyone has their assholes in their genres. Yeah, there's, a, there's, there's just, it just it's, happens. It just happens. Yeah. The thing is to help those instead of being like, well, you don't fucking know that, man. You're a fucking idiot. No, hey, yeah. bro, here, check this out. Check this yeah. album out. You know, be helpful, which most of the community is. Yeah. Which I've learned to, to, uh, through message boards and stuff like that on Facebook and stuff. Right. You know, I know a, a good amount of music, but there's sometimes stuff that pops up and I'm like, oh, I've never heard that before. And I'll put it, some dude right away. Hey man, check this album out. And then there's that other, there's that elitist. Well, you're fucking stupid. You don't know. That. Oh, fuck you. I'm not. I don't really right. care about you, bro. But there's, for the most part, everyone yeah. is super fucking cool in the metal community. Right. Yeah. There's always a couple that try to mess it up. Cagapalos. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we call them. But <laughs> eh, whatever. They don't. 
don't do anything. Nah. But yeah, the the the, the metal community, the the and, and the scene, you know, everywhere you're at, there's different metal scenes and stuff like that. For the most part, they're so fucking polite. They are very fucking genuine people who are true to what they say. So it's like uh, what you see is what you get. Yeah. Like there's kind of like not any deception going on with these guys or whatever. And I like that. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, of course. That's something that you can, you know, I don't know. I, I respect that, you know? Right, right. Um, and if you're kind of like one of those people who are, you know, like what I would say a stickler for like detail, for things like that, I, think, I feel like the vast majority, not all of them, but the vast majority of metal bands are very proficient and they're very good at their instruments. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about you know, it's taken them years to get good at whatever instrument right, right. that they, they choose that they play. You know, I've seen in uh, pop circles, I would say, bands like Ed Sheeran <laughs> or, you know, people who are playing the guitar and they're like just playing two chords, three chords and women and people go over them and Google over them or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're that's metal? Like... There's too many notes being played, and that's too much. <laughs> like, that's too much for me. I can't handle that. It's overwhelming. Yeah, it's overwhelming. And I'm like, really? That's like ACDC, dude. Like, that's like, really? It's <laughs> 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 like real simple, dude. No really? shit, man. That's <laughs> Motorhead. Nope. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's funny, but... Um, yeah, dude, they're, they have they have skills, man. Yeah, those, of course. Those, those musicians have skills. Uh, and again, because of that, the compositions are more complex. Of course. And but obviously, obviously there's stuff that's not complex. You know? Yeah, yeah. You want simple listening? You got you want easy listening metal? There's shit out there, dude. Oh god. That shit's out there, and don't worry about it. It's like, all on KLAQ. Like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like real adult contemporary easy listening post rock, is there? <laughs> I think that helps out to be like, oh man, I had a bad day. You smoke a fucking joint, and you're like, okay, this is great. <laughs> Not that I do. I'm just saying. But, like, it's just one of those things where there's something for everybody. Everybody, yeah. So, you know, have have some faith and take a walk on the, on the, the wild, wild side, side right? <laughs> <laughs> there's something. <laughs> that, yeah, right? <laughs> Is that Lou Reed? Or Lou, Lou Reed. Right? <laughs> it's a song about a transvestite yeah. or some shit. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a, there's a shitload of music for everybody. Just give it. I, um, I feel like you just got to give every fucking genre in metal a chance, mm-hmm. because you're gonna find your genre and you're gonna you're gonna fall in love with it. Like, uh-huh. like we've spoken about. You know, there's certain genres that I'm not a big fan of, but I do appreciate the bands because yeah. the complexity of their music is is fucking right. amazing. So just open up your brains and listen to a lot of shit and see what see where it leads you. Yeah. See what see what sticks. Yeah. You know, what's crazy is the evolution of metal, how things change, though. Like, when you start getting um, uh, you start getting thrash because of glam, mm-hmm. or maybe they kind of happened during the same time. About. But then you start getting death metal. In between all, both of them. Yeah, you start getting that shit in the late, mid to late 80s, started popping out. And then the scene changed completely. We got grunge kind of come in and kind of killed glam. Yeah, and it was kind of killing some of the some of traditional, the traditional metal, metal bands. bands. Yeah, and they had to like adjust. A lot of the bands had to adjust. 
one of the major bands that I think adjusted and they did very well since it was fucking Judas Priest. Oh, of course. When they did Painkiller, that was like a huge fuck you too. Yeah, that everything. was huge, man. Um, death metal was starting to get very popular at that time. Thanks to Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah, Jim Carrey, Bob Dole. Yeah, you know all that. And was it the NPRA or uh, those moms? Yeah, so those crazy people. So that whole that whole thing about the parental advisory sticker. There you go. Yeah, and uh, you know Tipper Gore, she was the one that started that whole shit. You know. Yeah. In the eighties. And it just gave more people like, oh, I want to listen. What is that? Oh, they told that? me not to listen to it. I want to listen, listen to, to it, it right? <laughs> so, but death metal was getting so popular, and a lot of it came from Florida. During this time, it was really huge in Florida. Yeah, I don't know why, but it was just happening in Florida. It's weird, man. Because it's like you have regional things sometimes. Yeah, like the the Bay Area thrash. Right. Uh, what else? The new wave of British heavy metal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have Florida. Florida uh, death metal the death scene man I mean yeah. all the classic bands came out yeah. during that time death all yeah. of them and then it's the crazy. whole thing idea even even then grunge came out in from Seattle Seattle the in Washington out right there, the Washington know? so it's weird it's just kind of regional how some of these bands work yeah. or I don't know it's just weird how that shit works sometimes but I mean obviously during that time too Norway was like very uh, I think that I feel like they're very angry. Oh yeah. Like the idea of like that's not how metal should be played or mm-hmm. the business. That's not how metal should be. They had more of a punk attitude. They had right. More of do it yourself kind of attitude. Kind of like the guy from Mayhem who blows brains out. Oh, dead. 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 He, he well, he did it himself, right? Yeah, he did it himself. <laughs> poof, poof. And then they but, used this fucking image for in their album so. uh, well that was a that was a bootleg oh it was a bootleg Don, Don of the Black Hearts oh. yeah that was a bootleg they didn't want to do it they didn't uh, okay. it wasn't them I think they would have been fucking sued uh, by the dad or some shit oh, I don't that's know but, right. That's right. but no I mean like this whole idea of, of um, I think they were angry at like <laughs> uh, death metal dudes oh they hated death metal were, dudes wearing like the the, the, ca- the camos the camo sh- shorts or the camo pants or even the jogger pants. You know, at that time, I mean, real joggers, like, 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 uh, oh, like, like the, the ones, Adidas joggers? Like, yeah, yeah, like the ones that Russians wear and shit like that, you know, Russian mafia. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, like those kind of joggers, you know uh, what I mean? And they would be like, they were comfortable. Yeah, they were wearing shorts. I'm like, dude, it's fucking hot. And they're fucking jumping around. They're running around. They're playing death metal. It's fucking fast. Yeah. Like, they have to be fresh. And they gotta be limba. Yeah, they gotta play, man. Like, that's why they're wearing all that shit. Or, or shirtless. Oh, you know? that too. But the fucking black metal dudes are like, no, it should be spikes. You know? It should be dramatic. I think Kerry King was the only one yeah. with his ridiculous spikes. Oh, yeah, time. and his boots. Yeah. And his, all that shit, yeah. He, he was... He was always one of the guys that I think is very cringy. Uh, he was always the edge lord yeah. of metal. Always like, I, 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 the one thing that I could tell you right now that I don't like is if you go to a Halloween party and there's that asshole that has those black fucking contacts and he has to just be staring at you, like fuck you, I hate that shit. Oh yes, cool. Yeah, ooh, you're scary, dude. Oh, oh my god. Queen. Yeah, like fuck you. I man. seen scarier shit in my dreams. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and when I poop, there you go. <laughs> but. <laughs> I didn't have corn. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's one of those things where, like, if Kerry King to me is very cringy. Like, he, I feel like you're right, man. Yeah. He's always trying to be that, ooh, 
be so edgy. I handle snakes. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> I handle my snake. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Yes. So the I feel like during this time obviously, you know, that's when black metal kind of formed. They had the whole black metal mafia. Everybody knows all this shit. Yeah. yeah. This is common sense or like not at least common sense, but at least to the right. It's fucking regurgitated stuff that we've been talking about forever. And I'm I, I hate talking about it because it's just like that fucking meme. <laughs> of that guy talking to the girl at a club or party and she's just making a fucking face, face like she's like, not having it dude dude yeah cállate. yeah yeah wait, yeah yeah and it's like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's, that's how i feel like man all right i'll stop with that shit yeah <laughs> but it was it was a reaction i think what a lot of americans were doing and they hated that they did church burnings and murders and a series of budget but bullshit shit, yeah and that unknowingly that's what got them famous <laughs> so they started selling albums like crazy <laughs> no shit they started selling albums like crazy and then they ended up becoming what they hated yeah, most so it was a spider-man pointing uh-huh. you know <laughs> that's how it became that's exactly it man. <laughs> so i it's just that's how it happened man yeah that's how it happened um now the whole idea of of these bands being satanists and all that shit nah man these guys are fucking full of shit for the most part. There were yeah. like 15 playing D&D in the basement and whatever, dude. You guys are... They weren't evil by any stretch of the imagination. They just no. wanted attention. That's yeah. all it was. Um, <clears throat> I'm not discounting what they did or what the scene did for influencing other people. That's not the same thing. You know? Right. I'm not talking shit about that. I just thought they were dorks. You know what I mean? They really were, man. But that's it. You know, they're dorks. Um... Anyways, with that with that said, like uh, early on, I don't think anybody would have thought that bands like Black Sabbath and Blue Cheer and Cream and Hendrix and Deep Purple and would have created all this just by them making music. And for example, what's the story of Black Sabbath with the Tony Iommi? Cutting a tip of his finger off by accident and, and at work or something like oh, that. Oh, some shit like that. Yeah. That he would wear like a weird, um, like a cup, like a cap, like a cap, right? Yeah. It's a weird, like little finger condom looking thing. Yeah, he would like wear for the mail. They, they would swap yeah, mail yeah, with yeah, them. Something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, something like that. So he would wear that, and I don't know if it was a because thimble. of the. There you go. A thimble. I don't know if it was because of that or something that he tuned different or he played different. He played way different. Yeah. Yeah, and so he. I don't know if it was a tuning different. I don't know what it was. But because of that, they started getting this heavier, darker tone, tone that nobody was kind of doing at that time. And that's just something I wanted to bring up again because it's kind of like, um, you know, the evolution of music. It wasn't just, um, I don't know, like it wasn't, what was it, 50s? You have bands like Elvis and all that stuff. Right. Those guys that we talked about, Chuck mm-hmm. Berry. Chuck Berry and all that. And then all of a sudden you get into the 60s and things kind of changed a little bit. The British, all that Yeah, stuff. the British invasion. But there was still a little bit more of like the stuff that you hear on Sundays here. on yeah, yeah. The, the Fox. The Fox. <laughs> With. Orale. <laughs> That's the, what is his name? Uh, DJ? I always make fun of him. Yeah. But he's a cool dude because he's friends with my wife. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, guys. Yeah, Mike, Mike Guerrero. Hey, guys, he's like, I'm your puppet. 
Sorry, it's just, it's just with a heavy accent. That's why I laugh because I'm like, damn, dude. Like you could tell him you're from fucking El Paso. Man. You could tell. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, do shit. I sound like that? Oh god. I know, damn. I can't um, think about it. But yeah, you had all those early on, all those all those bands that came from the 50s, 60s, the 70s. I feel like that was it, though. There was the the snowball fucking just went downhill after that. Just all these fucking huge bands started coming out. Yeah. Obviously, Metallica was the cream of the crop, uh, and there still are to this day for some reason. Yeah, um, they're they're a household name. They are. They were the ones who hit the lottery. I feel like the heavy metal lottery. You know, you have bands that came out. What like. The Beatles and all those bands. I don't think any of those bands could ever compete financially against Metallica. Oh, God, no. I don't think it's possible. Because if they, if they, I feel like if they need money, they'll just tour. Yeah. They could do like two or three concerts. Yeah, they do two, three stadiums. And, and stadiums, and boom, that's it for like the year or two. Yeah. And even then, they're getting money from all their albums. From their... Didn't they just get the rights from back merch. from... From Black Metal, uh, Black Album, right? I forgot. What's his name? No, that they, oh no, he sold them. He sold them, but I don't know who he sold them to. Oh, I thought he sold them. Back Bob to Rock? Them. Yeah, I don't Bob think Rock. so. I don't think he sold it to them. Mm. Um, but that would have been smart for them to to buy back, to their, buy own back their own shit. Because um, I know Michael Jackson bought the Beatles. Yeah, he had the whole Beatles. And then I don't know, somebody in his estate has they have control the over them. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what they're gonna. They're sitting on Maybe they just for a rainy day. That's yeah. a nice rainy day, I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you that. Man. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of like wanted to just talk about again the, the 70s real quick. Okay. How I felt like that was like one of the most ambitious times, I think, for, for music. Like yeah. for me, the 80s is my very era of music and movies uh-huh. because there was such... There was so much experimenting going on. Yeah, there was. Like, there was a lot of electronic stuff happening. Uh, there was... Synthwave. All yeah, that. and goth, and... There was just all kinds of shows happening. And, like, it's funny, because when you see The Breakfast Club... Oh, no. You had all these weirdos there, right? Yeah. The jock. The jock. The... The... Was it the, the, the nerd. The goth. The, the, the goth, yeah. I guess, sort of goth. Goth, yeah. The fucking nerd. You had the the... The elite, the girl, what's her name? The the redhead, you had her. I forget her you fucking know. name. And then it's funny, and then you have the bully, the asshole, who was probably the more rocker guy. Yeah. You know? But it's funny because it's like, they tried making it seem like those fuckers weren't getting along. They wouldn't even be getting along. Yeah. On Monday when they went back to school, like they weren't friends. Because remember they were talking about that shit? Uh-huh. They're like, oh, we're not going to be friends when we come back on Monday. And he's like, that's not true. And then the girl's like, yep. Like, it's true. I'm not going to talk to them. Oh. Like, that whole bullshit. And I'm like, man, in real life, man, you have all kinds of friends that listen to all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. It dude. doesn't matter, dude. Like, if it, I mean, if you're not going to be friends with somebody because they listen to heavy metal, you're a dick, dick. dude. <laughs> that's, that, that's the straight up. That's what it is, man. You're an ass. asshole. Like, like, you're thinking you're so much better. You're listening to pop, so shut up. <laughs> like, that's like <laughs> severe fucking, like. What is this crap? You know what I mean? Like, that's not... You know what, man? And I got out of that shit growing up, bro, because I would be like, oh, you like this shit? Get the fuck out of here, man. I ain't yeah. gonna be your friend for that. Right. You know, and when you... Of course, the older you get, 
the more you see, like, dude, everyone's gonna like different shit from you. And if someone like the same shit as you, that's fucking boring. Yeah. It's not even worth have, having that op- opposing force with you, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, look, <clears throat> I feel like that's what the 80s embodied was so, so everything being so different. No shit. And with the movies, they took a chance on everything. The 70s, I feel like it was also something like that, similar to that. But the early stages of it. So that's why I'm saying they're very ambitious. They wanted to try to do different things. And they were trying to... I feel like it wasn't happening for some reason. It just wasn't translating. But then they, those bands ended up going into the 80s and it just... It, it happened. I feel like the 70s was very progressive in, oh, in hell the thinking. Yeah. In the thinking yeah, of yeah. like... Here, let's see how heavy I can get. Let's see how crazy we can get. Let's see how mm-hmm. long our songs can get or whatever, you know? Yeah, weird. Weird or whatever, yeah. you know? So I yeah. feel like the 70s was super progressive. Yeah, the 70s, especially uh, in Germany. There's different parts of the world where there's a lot of crazy prog rock. Yeah. Crop rock, they call it too. But a lot of different things out there that's a little strange. Mm-hmm. Um, which I enjoy. I like that. If you're into something outside the box, progressive rock is... For you, you know what I mean? That's yeah. like something I think that I always kind of feel like. Yeah, there's this German band. I forget the name of them. But, uh, it has a kid with a scythe in the, the album cover. And it's mm-hmm. it's a progressive rock from Germany. And yeah. Well, that's pretty sick. Were they called Nectar? By any no, terms? no. It was Unter... I forgot the name Is of them. Is it Vangraf Generator? No. I forgot what they're fucking called. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm or some shit. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, they're, no they're crazy, bro. Like, yeah. they're pretty good. Uh, I'm in duel. Oh, I'm in duel. Some shit. Like okay. That. So, I think with uh, we're gonna give descriptions. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna do descriptions of each genre. So what what does it entail? What kind of stuff are we dealing with here? So let's start off with death metal. So with death metal. Um. They give credit to the band Death, which is one of my favorite bands, and I'm sure it's yours, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, Chuck Schuldner, Florida, Florida Death Metal. And what it entails, a lot of the times, early on, he was all about gore. Chuck was always talking about zombies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I think he loved Evil Dead, right? He was all about the whole splatter thing. He loved all that shit. And then he started kind of going away from, going away from that and going more towards... The whole Frankenstein issue of, well, who's the real monster here? Yeah. Right? Uh, Talking about, you know, genetic engineering. and and, The smarter side of horror. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. So, which is people, us, are the real monster. So that's what he kind of started talking about. You know, uh, he kind of started getting into the mindset of people and how people can be greedy and just people are disgusting sometimes. That's what he kind of started talking about. That's specifically what he started talking about with right. with death. But that whole idea of death metal is just that. It's gore. It's this whole fantasy world of... Um, sometimes can be misogynistic, depending on what you're listening to. Cannibal, fuck with a knife. Yeah, fuck you with a knife. Yeah. Uh, I come blood. Even though well, side's more religious. side is just Christ bashing, you yeah. know, religious bashing. But, you know, you have a lot of different... Um, what do you call it? Like, uh, things that they attack. Uh, things that people yeah. talk about in, in death metal. Certain points that they like Yeah, to... like cattle, cattle uh, decapitation, talk, they're vegan, and so they talk about, 
you know, they're just kind of like the whole idea of people eating beef. Yeah. <laughs> or eating meat. They're humanitarian. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, they're just like, they're fucking amazing though. Oh, fuck right? yeah, I love them. They're so, they're so great. Carcasses too. Yeah. They're vegans, vegetarians, which you could see on their new all the, the new album that heart with this, the bell the peppers. Bell peppers. That's all I was saying. It makes sense. Bell peppers are so good for your heart. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably why. I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. But also, uh, I wanted to say really quick. Shout out to my friend Luis, Alamos, is a homie. I grew up with him. He's the one that kind of provided the idea for this episode. Oh, that's good. And uh, I wanted to just give him a shout out. And 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 you might like Carcass Luis because they're from Liverpool. So just wanted to uh, point that out because he's all he's all about Liverpool and soccer. Oh, and stuff. okay. <laughs> and uh, the other band is Anathema. They're from Liverpool, Liverpool. as well. You might want to uh, check okay. them out. Uh, anyways, but when it comes to death metal, yeah. So there's a lot of different uh, things that people attack lyrically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole idea of you know, I mean, listen to fuck. What is that band? Uh, Shit, Dying Fetus is political. Yeah, Dying Fetus is very political. But I mean, there's that other band who's always using like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, Edgy, Edgy, no. What the fuck is their name? Um, there's two dudes. I think they have. Uh, oh, Mortician. Mortician. Yeah. Mortician. You know, they just talk about death and the fucking zombie zombies. And, yeah, and zombie apocalypse like and getting fucking chainsaw, fucking you know, cut up in pieces and. Just shit like that, you know what I mean? It's that's pretty standard stuff. I yeah, think. there's just more. I, I feel like it's more humor because yeah, they don't even take themselves serious. No, fuck no. It's more hu- tongue in cheek. Yeah, type of shit. So, but with I'm gonna go with a little bit more serious route. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, to give you an example of what we're talking about: death, spiritual healing. It's a lot more of the hypocrisy of the church, right? And how these guys pretend to. You know, care about people. Mm-hmm. Even so, the album cover says it all. Man. Yeah, the album cover. Check it out. It's called P- Spiritual Healing. This song is called Spiritual Healing. So check it out. Chuck's vocals, man. He's the only. I feel like he's so distinct. You, you could yeah. pull him out. You know, like it's so so great. You hear him. You hear a death song, and you're like, "That's Chuck, right?" Yeah, there. that's Chuck. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's and he's got a such a great way of playing. Uh, death progressed so much in their career, so that's a band to check out. I think for yeah, because you listen to their first album to their last. I mean, the so progression. Oh, was dude, it's crazy. so fucking crazy. They don't even, yeah, it doesn't even sound the same. It doesn't even sound the same. And they're all great, too. Yeah, hell yeah. That's what's crazy. Um, so we're going to talk about power metal next. So power metal, um, 
Power metal is a little bit different. Power metal, I would say, is for people who are learned, learned, educated. D and D needs uh, a little bit. <laughs> uh, it's, it's nerdy. It is. It's just, let's just be honest. It's nerdy. It's you know, think. Um, Tolkien. I feel like yeah, it's a Lord, Lord of the, the Rings. Rings. Yeah. Think uh, video games. Fantasy world, like major fantasy, like RPGs, but real life RPGs, like Dungeons, Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons, yeah, that whole idea. All those people who harp or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that whole idea of is how I see power metal in a very different world. Dragons, warriors. It's uh, very medieval. Medieval, li- li- vocally different from death metal. Yeah. Two different things. Death metal, it's all gurgly and growling and this stuff. This is more operatic. This is up, operatic, very clean vocals. They're very high. Yeah. Uh, well, the example we're going to give you here is Angra. 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 They're South American. I'm not sure exactly from where. Uh, forget. My bad. The album is called Temple of Shadows, and the song is called Spread Your Fire. has this grandiose kind of super gang vocals where everybody's kind of singing in and that's that brings in the whole fun right when everybody yeah. kind of sings together you're like it gives me goosebumps when i see that shit live everybody's just, they're out together and they're just singing together that's a good that's some good fucking uh cross-country music man yeah like, it's just fun like <laughs> yeah. you, you probably days off and start thinking you're gonna fight the orcs and stuff yeah yeah like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, this is good uh Accompaniment to Skyrim or whatever. Video there you game, go. Yeah. To RPGs and shit. So, here's my least favorite genre. <laughs> but, nonetheless, something that exists. And this is a good starter for a lot of people. I believe so. So, New Metal kind of came after Grunge. And I think it's a direct, I feel like it's a direct result from Grunge. And that they kind of wanted to kill it and make another genre and their own yeah so you get new metal right you have bands uh to the forefront some of the major bands that are, are there are kind of uh we'll talk about them in a moment but there there tends to be more of a emphasis on feelings mm-hmm. um shit that, personal shit personal yeah you know what i mean there's there's a lot of uh things that people can relate to big time um and I would say it's watered down heavy metal. It is. It's not super fast. I feel like a lot of people can get into it. Yeah. It's easy to get into. It's uh, still heavyish. It's heavyish. Yeah. Um, but I still think you know definitely can be on the radio. It's very radio friendly. So, but what's funny is like if you're listening to this and your family is already bitching at you and saying it's too loud. You're on the right path. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing good. Keep going. Yeah. So we're gonna have Cold Chamber. With Loco. 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 And this is her self-titled album. 
Um, Coal Chamber. Yeah. So check it out. Like you said, <laughs> thank you for making Devil Driver. <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. Yeah, that was two. I mean, night and day. So Cold Chamber and Devil Driver, night, night and day. fucking day. Totally different. The aggression on Devil Driver. Oh, movie. dude. Whew. Yeah, their latest releases. I get goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, their latest albums are fucking awesome. Yeah. Super legit. But if you can't take that, you can start with Cold Chamber. You can start with Cold Chamber. <laughs> yes, you can definitely start with Cold Chamber. <laughs> so if that's not your cup of tea, you can go to, let's say, post-rock, post-metal. I feel like this is more of an ambient, uh, dreamy, but it doesn't have to be. It could be yeah, almost yeah. like a soundtrack to a movie. Oh, definitely. But it could be heavy, or Very. it could be acoustic, or it could be just... Uh, where you kind of just dreamy uh, in a in a trance. Yeah, it's it's. This is my favorite genre. I right. love it, and because right. there's so many different songs, uh, bands, they can make it heavy, can make it soft, mm-hmm. make it in the middle. But it's it's a like you said, it's more like a dreamscape. Yeah. Like if you want to, if you're having a bad day, pop in one of these albums yeah. and. Whew, yeah, these away. these are the ones that I was saying that really, really help. Especially if you want to just chillax at home, man. You just want to have a background, yeah, and just let it take you for a ride, man. Yeah, exactly. Dude. I, I, and I'm not, I don't, because I'm legit. I was being serious. I don't smoke weed, <laughs> but I was saying like, for people who do, who do this yeah. is so fucking good for oh them, my dude. god, bro. You take a trip, man. You know what I mean? Like this is so fucking awesome. Like, and if that's too much, though, I mean, if that's too much, there's uh, some bands that we're gonna recommend. Yeah. So don't feel like this is just it, right? Mm-hmm. So, the band that I'm going to put on to give you kind of an idea of what we're talking about is called Ocean Districts. The album is called Expeditions, and we're going to play The Horizon.
so these guys are a little bit heavier. Yes. Um, instrumental. So that's what you'll find. Another thing too. A lot of these bands are instrumental. Instrumental. Yep. Some of them have. Uh, some of them do sing or they have lyrics, but sometimes yeah. they're even spread apart. Because the songs apart. could be like fifteen minutes, but the songs, like the lyrics, yeah. when they sing, it's like spread apart. Yeah, it'll be it's like pretty cool. Yeah, welcome to my day, and then like yeah, ten minutes of the song, and then. Then he'll get into his yeah. his hurt, his love, yes. his pain, whatever you yeah. want to call it, and then he'll release it at the end. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so then now we have thrash metal. So thrash metal, I think, is the most popular, and I feel like it's some of the more aggressive uh, out there. But if you listen to '80s thrash, I feel like now, for a lot of people, they're probably desensitized. Oh yeah, and it probably won't be as heavy as it was maybe when it was in the eighties and early nineties. Mm-hmm. It's probably not as heavy anymore. But a lot of it is very political. Yeah, you'll know it when you see the co- album covers. <laughs> they're very bright, very vibrant. There's a lot of colors. There's a lot of greens. Like no kidding, huh? Uh, there's a lot of like bright oozy greens. That's right. And man. there's a lot of really cool colors. And a lot of it had to do with Ed Repka, the the, the artist. Yeah, uh, he was the dude to get right. Uh, so, uh, you know, thrash has, has a lot of different angles and stuff like that. And there's shit, man. It's, it's been everywhere, but if we're going to, I think give you a concrete example, I would say sacred heart, sacred heart. That's a deal. I know. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to, I'm sorry. (laughs) Let me rewind a little bit. It's sacred Reich. With the fucking album or EP called Surf Nicaragua. And the song's called Surf Nicaragua. Yep. So check it out. And I like these guys because I feel like the singer, like I think I feel like they're like the epitome of what thrash mm-hmm. really should sound like. And, and even though there's differences in bands like Metallica, Slayer, and Anthrax, they all have different sounds. Oh my god, dude. completely fucking different from each other. Just the vocals, yeah, especially the vocals, they're totally different. But yeah. it's thrash, right? But I feel like these guys have the really prototypical, yeah. Thrash sound, and, I, and that's why I really like Secret Reich. Um, and then we're gonna probably go a little too far with this one. Mm. Some people may or may not like it. I've put it in the past. I've talked about these guys in the past, so we're gonna do progressive metal. Progressive metal in itself is such a weird genre. It's more of like thinking outside the box, like I always say. Mm-hmm. So you're combining elements from um, whatever you want to combine, and you're just kind of like. Doing like a, it could it could be described like a roller coaster, I would say. Yeah. And sometimes it's not always like that. Sometimes it could be really pretty slow. straightforward. Yeah, it could be really straightforward. But it's just the way they're com- the composition of the music. Yeah. They're using different time signatures and different things like that. And I think that's what could kind of make them progressive. Yeah. Right. So and the vocals are very varied here. You could have growling. You could have screaming. You could have clean vocals. You could have... Operatic. Operatic. Yeah, you could have all kinds of vocals. I feel like it's like with thrash, them. too. You're gonna have the... For sure. Crunchy, the operatic. The, yeah. That's the cool thing about them. Mm-hmm. 
So with uh, progressive metal, the example, and uh, I think this is a great band, Spiral Architect off the uh, Skeptics universe, and the song is called Spinning. <laughs> actually what i think what's gonna it makes everybody feel that way <laughs> like it makes like what the, the fuck, fuck is going on here dude uh, obviously this is to me the one of the best prime examples of what prog metal is yeah yeah uh it might not my, a lot of people may not like it especially beginners but yeah this is not a beginner's band no by far all. by far at a lot of people that i've show they've tended to be like what the fuck is this like that's a lot dude like chill out man like, and it's, but it's a, yeah yeah but i'm like hey man it's it's a great band to understand what prog can be yeah and kind of what it is and again not everything is that fast so that's important to know yeah yeah then we have obviously we have traditional heavy metal traditional heavy metal is what a lot of people know and i feel like it's very uh definitely light it's very forgiving it's not gonna you're not gonna fucking scare anybody and if they're scared of this no mamas dude yeah no mamas you got problems here. you got in the bible belt and shit yeah even them you got a fucking you got a problem bro like something's going on here oh, um, shit. so obviously uh traditional heavy metal a lot of these guys they're either talking about heavy metal itself and white metal rules. Mm-hmm. They're talking about uh, just the whole idea of, of leather and motorcycles. Hell bent for leather, uh, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously, you know, Judas, Judas Priest, Priest and Iron Maiden are the prime examples here. Yeah. Uh, and, and so uh, we're actually going to lead in with Iron Maiden here as the example. So Duelists off the Power Slave album. So check it out. Parslave is shit. Parslave is one of the best albums out there, dude. Easily, and if you, especially for the history buffs, I recommend Iron Maiden. Yeah, uh, history. They that's all Bruce Dickinson talks about, man. It's mm-hmm. uh, often case is 
with our sort of different mythologies, Greek mythology, different things, the flight of Icarus, right? Flight of Icarus, There's yeah. different things that he talks about. So if if you're really into historical type things Iron Maiden and perfect. weird stories in history, yep. yeah, Iron Maiden is for you. Um, but they're not too, I mean, the music isn't incredibly heavy that you can't listen it's, to. It for, it's a nice, fast pace. It's, yeah. That's what it's, I like. It's just, just the right amount. Actually, I think that's like old school heavy metal. That's what it sounds like. Exactly. You know, um, so that's a good, it's a good starting point. I believe so, yeah. And let's get to what is not a good starting point. Now, <laughs> please do not adjust, do not adjust your speakers or do not adjust your headphones. No, please don't. This is just how it sounds. <laughs> uh, so black metal. So the whole black metal thing is the idea of Going against the grain, going against what normal, really good productions should be. Very punk attitude, very do-it-yourself, like we said. Yeah. Some of it could be satanic, some of it is not. If it is satanic, nine times out of ten, it's just for show. Show. It's bullshit. And, I mean, look at Tamaraya from Slayer, even though he's not black metal, but he said it. It's just for fucking... Yeah. It's for shits and giggles, and it sells tickets. It sells tickets, insurance. It sells albums. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. what he said. He's Catholic, right? Yeah. Um... But black metal is this, this whole different creature of uh, kind of like, I feel like these guys like to show off. Like, look at me. I'm black and white in my face. Oh, I'm so different. I get spooky. Yeah, I'm spooky, <laughs> scary. And oh, we're lost in the forest. Where are we? <laughs> this photo shoot oh, has gone wrong. Where's your GPS? <laughs> like, come on. I forgot my GPS. I don't know why I'm doing like the Winnie Dog. From, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> from Open Season. Oh, yeah, actually, more like the pigs from uh, fucking oh, uh, yeah. Shrek. He hoped and he hoped yeah. and he signed the eviction yeah. notice. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of um, Mr. Weenie from uh, oh, Open Season. Open Season, I'm yeah. so hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, so sorry. Tangent. But, yeah, right. right. <laughs> but yeah, like, Black Metal is, uh, again, like I said, it's against the grain, super anti religion. Uh, but a lot of the times these guys, they, their, their religious, um, views, they keep it to themselves. Yeah. The, for the most part, they don't like to talk about it. And that's why I say that when there's a lot of satanic bands, I think they're fake. Oh yeah. They're just trying to get attention or whatever, man. They're not, they're not legit, you know? Exactly. If you're legit, you keep that shit to yourself. You don't fucking talk about your satanism. You don't talk about that with anybody. It's personal, dude. It is. Um, but we're going to give you a good example of what black metal should be or what should, you know, you should enjoy. Uh, again, I'm not going to go fucking crazy with this so people don't be like, oh, that was weak or whatever. I'm like, dude, we're trying to get people to listen, listen to heavy to metal and not fucking <laughs> run away. Run. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to we're gonna start you off here or let you listen to Dark Throne, Transylvanian Hunger, and the song is also off the Transylvanian Hunger, Hunger album. So check it out.
And yes, it does sound like that. <laughs> I recorded it in my grandma's restroom. <laughs> in the basement? In the basement. <laughs> With the Casio keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's, always, it's always teasing shit. <laughs> in my first act drum set. <laughs> yeah. It gets gritty. It's crazy because like, they were super like, give me the shittiest instruments. Yeah. We're going to record... And again, it was funny with Varg from from uh, Burzum. He's like, "Are you gonna tune?" He's like, "Nope, <laughs> I'm not gonna tune the guitar." I was like, "What? Okay, you're gonna play it like this?" Uh, yeah, like, th- why? But it's cool. I mean, it's a very primal experience. Yeah, it's a very primitive sort of feelings you get. So again, you gotta be in the right mindset and attitude to listen to this. And it's not for beginners. I can no. tell you that right away. No, it took me many years to get into it. Well, I was probably already a senior in high school when I was listening to it. Right. But it took me some time to get into it. Yeah. Um, Dark Throne took me a long time to get into. Mm-hmm. I was able to get into other bands. And then once I finally got comfortable with those, I went to the low fi stuff. But the thing is different is because there was a, I don't want to say a war, but there were a lot of like, oh, we want to sound lo-fi primitive shit. The Swedes are like, well, we're gonna add production. We're to gonna it. add production. You know, yeah. you have dissection doing it, uh, and then, and then like within Norway too, they're fighting each other. Like, Dimu, Dimu was beautiful production, <sighs> symphonic fucking oh, shit going on. Beautiful stuff. You know, different vocals. Well, still kind of like the what yeah. I would say is like Goblin. The Goblin, vocals. yeah. Uh, but like they were doing that. But they took the time to make their shit. Sound but they good. decided to go a different route. They started off early like that. I yeah, think, for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for all. But two. then they kind of went a whole other direction. Oh yeah. And it benefited them financially big time. Um, and then you see bands like Immortal from from Norway, and they changed. They had good production too. Yeah. A decent production, I would say. Yeah. And they started kind of going a different way. They had started including thrash in there. And they're black metal, and a lot of people are like, no, that's not purist shit. It's not true, you know, true black true metal with a with V. A v. And and I, don't know, I don't know why I keep doing a German accent. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, Germans. It's funny. It's, it's, I can't help it. It's just like it just goes into that voice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like it's, there's tons of issues with black metal and, you know, either you're true or you're not or whatever. Yeah. It's like, whatever. Listen to whatever makes you happy. Exactly. At the end of the day, with with, with black metal. You it's what makes you happy. Yeah, whatever. Right? Yeah. But, before we get into our picks, really quick. I saw a publication who released albums for metal, uh, heavy metal albums for beginners. Okay. So, let's see. What do we think? All right. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Uh, Deep Purple Machine Head. Oh, thumbs up, bro. Thumbs up. Judas Priest, British Steel. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. As much as I don't like this one, uh, System of a Down, Toxicity. Thumbs down. Yeah, (laughs) I give it a thumbs down because I don't like it, but it's good for starter. It's like teeny bopper shit. It is. It is. Black Sabbath Paranoid. Oh, yeah, definitely. Thumbs up. And probably the biggest thumbs up here, Dio, Holy Diver. Oh, two thumbs up. Yeah. And my toes up, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Slipknot, We Are Not Your Kind. Oh, fuck no. Sorry, thumbs up. Yeah. The, the, the problem that I have with bands like, like Slipknot is that they kind of give this bastardized version of metal, 
and it's kind of like this very cringy kind of like uh, sort of metal and it kind of gives people like like it gives you the bad impression of like oh that's what that's what metal should sound like no. and it's like no metal should not sound like that that's like I'll be honest their first two albums are good mm-hmm. they're, they're, those are good gateways all the rest of their shit after that don't even bother please okay. don't even bother yeah cause I've not never, I've never I, I'm just I'm being honest like I I, I enjoy them I like the first two albums, and I'll listen to whatever comes out. But after the first two, don't even bother with the butt. It's it's trash. It's trash. Right on. So we're gonna do our. So here's here's the, the ending kind of, sort of ending segment that I think is great. We're gonna give you our personal picks of what I think. Uh, I guess. Well, how how would you say it? it kind of. Like a good, introduction, a good introduction into the genre of yeah. of said, you know, thrash. So for, the, so for these different genres, but these are the exemplary bands, albums. Yes. That kind of be like, yeah, this is what that, it means to be that genre. Yeah. The epitome. Yes. And some of them, for me, for example, I'm going to kind of give different aspects of it. So that way people understand and, and pe- beginners, I would say, yeah. people who are new or be like, oh, okay, so it's not just this. There's different bands, and it's okay to listen to different things. Of right? course. So we're going to start off with Thrash really quick. So my picks... <clears throat> I have Megadeth, Rust in Peace, 1990. Classic. Exodus, Bonded by Blood, 1985. And then Anthrax, Among the Living, 1987. Another fucking classic. Oh, right? my God. All yes. these in their own right are all masterpieces of they classics. Are. I picked those specifically for different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. So even Exodus, Bonded by Blood, uh, I believe it's their debut album, mm-hmm. not necessarily very fast, but that song, Bonded by, by, Blood, Bonded by Blood, that's got like the coolest lyrics or whatever. Uh, let me see if I can find them really quick. Because that's what I think... Um, I don't know, like that's like kind of like what... Is Thrash? Yeah. If you want to say that, here, let me see. So it says, he says, murder in the front row, crowds begin to bang, and there's blood upon the stage. Bang your head against the stage, and metal takes its price, bonded by blood. And I fucking love that. And yeah, obviously there's a, there's a there's a movie or a documentary oh, called murder, murder, in murder, murder in the Front Row. Yep. Fucking awesome, classic, <clears throat> love it. Um... So I feel like that's a great example of what the whole idea of thrash, what is it to be? Exodus, uh, Bonded by Blood. Anthrax, Among the Living, you get bands from, it from New York or some shit. New York, you know? yeah. So uh, something different in the thrash scene is not from the Bay Area or not from Cali. No. Totally different. And that's why I decided to go Anthrax. That's a great album. Oh, it's a classic. It's a man. fucking great album. Heavy as fuck, too. Yep. And then Megadeth, just with Rust in Peace, the speed... The how complex it is, and and just how masterful Dave Mustaine and company were during this album. Yeah. And the musicianship. I mean, dude, the riffs, the time, everything that they were doing, like they were going hyper speed. They were doing something totally different. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they were on point, man. So. Those are those are my thrash metal picks. Those are good, man. Especially among the living. That's like my favorite. One of my favorites of all time. Yeah. So for me, I chose Slayer, Rain and Blood. Metallica and Justice for All, and 
a curveball overkill the years of decay. Right. <clears throat> First two are classics in the thrash genre. Yes. And for me, uh, Rain and Blood is that in-between point where they were still Slayer <laughs> and they were going yeah. away from what yeah. they were. Yeah, 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 yeah. I he- agree with that. that big heavy time. as fuck album. Such an easy listen. It's like 30, 35, 45 minutes. A little bit so less. It's a short it's album. Like 35 minutes. Yeah. Short album, straight to the point, heavy yeah. as fuck, good. Metallic and Justice for All, what can be said? Such a, a fucking classic. So we talked about that album, right? Oh, yeah. Like saying that it's even progressive. The times are different. The, the, Dude, the songs were like 10, 17 yeah, minutes long. Yeah, like the, what the fuck? They're like on another level during this point. Even Eye of the Beholder, like, I mean, all those good, I yeah. mean, classic. I mean, even the song one. Yeah. It was different because it was all acoustic <laughs> and then Boom. Boom. Like, what the fuck? So, I mean, yeah, that's another... Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Pick. And then uh, I threw Overkill in because I feel like they're very underrated and underappreciated. Uh, the Years of Decay was one of the first albums I, I heard from them. Uh, from You talk about a banger for a beginning, Time to, yeah. time to Kill or yeah. Time... Um, great album. Also from New York, no? Or... Uh, yes, I believe they are. So, yeah, I believe they are from yes, yes they are because they started the Mega Force with that uh, or, or Jersey, but something like somewhere that. around there. Yeah, but I know they're in that area because they signed a Mega Force with oh, uh, Anthrax. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Zazula. Johnny Zazula, huh? So, but um, honestly, out of all those, give Overkill a chance first. See, uh, give them their. I feel like that's true traditional thrash yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're real good, real good bands. Yeah, so. I think they are one of the more uh, underrated. They are, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. So we're gonna move on to power metal. Uh, power metal. Uh, some of the bands that I recommend for power metal and some albums. Blind Guardian, Somewhere Far Beyond, 1992. This one I think is very important. Um, this one is probably the most Tolkien-esque, uh, besides. Um, uh, There's another album, but I forgot the name. The one at, uh, two after right or. Yeah, it came out in 99 or 98 or something. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, that one's grandiose, man. That one's huge. But Blind Guardian, uh, Somewhere Far Beyond is so fucking good in terms of it's heavy. There's It's got the, the Bard song on there. Mm-hmm. It's such a fucking classic. Um, Halloween Keeper of the Seven Keys. That's actually uh, 1980. Shit, I forgot. 7 or 88. 88. But when that came out, that was kind of like the blueprint of what kind of power metal could be. Mm-hmm. You know, it was early on in the 80s or late 80s, mid 80s. But that was kind of like, uh, um, it gave you a, an example of like, what's what to expect. Right. Um, so Halloween's great, another band that's kind of from this Definitely. whole fantasy world and stuff. And then you have Angra, which is the one we heard earlier, Temple of Shadows, that came out in 2004. Um, again, more a lot more aggressive and faster yeah but just more grand and in in uh in their their chorus yeah epic in their choruses and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so all of these have clean vocals they're all fucking into different Uh, angra i don't think is too fantasy but they're these guys straightforward yeah so i like these guys they're all different they all sound totally different from each other (laughs) big time yeah so for me my power metal picks and I guess I'm a beginner too for this uh, genre because not <laughs> not my strong point. It never really has been, but I do Halloween and all that good stuff. So I picked Gamma Ray heading for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, great fucking album, yeah, real epic. 
Symphony X, I think it's probably been my favorite power metal album since yeah. that I listened to. The Odyssey, fucking a banger. Yeah. You talk about aggressive, this is an aggressive yeah, album. Yeah, oh, super, super amazing. And then I had to go back to Halloween because they're one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. Walls of Jericho. Oh, hell, the, the, fucking the first album. Badass man. album, dude. Yeah, that's a great album. That's a, a great album, too. Yeah. Um, like I said, I wish I could explain more, but... Well, you, what's funny is with, like, for, with Symphony X, they're kind of like a slash... Because they could be also progressive metal. Oh, okay. And the way they're playing, the, the riffs and everything that they're doing, and the with the keyboards and doing everything, the weird shit that they're doing. Um, those guys are so good, though, man. Oh, my God. So, so the the Odyssey is another, based off the Odyssey, obviously, right? Right, right. Uh, so if, you're more into, if you guys are interested in, in kind of uh, historical sort of text, uh, things like that, that if people have... It's it's interesting to see bands kind of cover stuff like that. Oh yeah, and, and do their interpretation of it. You know, it's great. So that's a uh, amazing album. It's oh an epic God, album. Dude, it's, it's a badass album. Yeah, and really again, Russell Allen on vocals. He's a fucking amazing dude. Uh, love him. They use the uh, area and used to use them all the time. Oh okay. And uh, so good stuff right there, man. You have yeah. good stuff there. Hell yeah, man. So we're gonna move on to death metal. <laughs> And again, I'm going to stick with the Florida scene. Uh, I feel like these are good exemplary bands that, what if you were like, oh, I want to listen to Death Metal. Okay, check these albums out. Right. So we have Obituary, Cause of Death, 1990. Morbid Angel, Alters of Madness, Ugh. 1989. Death, Spiritual Healing, 1990. Uh, you can't go wrong with Obituary or Death and their different albums. You can pick out different albums and be like, all right, this is cool. Morbid Angel, uh, I would say maybe their first five or six albums uh, to start with. Uh, yeah, after after Vincent uh, with Tucker, I would go with maybe um, the first two he did, and after that, mm-hmm. that's it. And then the Fallen Kingdom, that last one that came out, mm-hmm. those are good. Yeah, yeah, that one had a cool cover too. Yeah, Heretic uh, sucked. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Morbid Angel is kind of. Uh, mix but oh, I would yeah. stay I was sick to the first at least five albums oh fun. yeah definitely um, and I'll, again they're all different man they all sound different Obituary is more of a chugging along mm-hmm. uh, mid paced Morbid Angel is a little bit more faster this one was more punky yeah Alters was a little yeah, more yeah it yeah. was uh, and then Spiritual Healing I mean again <sighs> it's a fucking banger dude it's another legendary album that is a great album and you'll if if you're a fan of looking at album covers, death metal is your thing too, man. Oh my god, dude! There's so the many dudes, great ones. The al- yeah, the album covers are amazing for these. So, check that out too. Hell yeah! So <clears throat> my picks for death metal are uh, cattle decapitation, monolith of inhumanity, and then uh, we'll go with suffocation, effigy of the forgotten. Oh, nice. And then cannibal corpse, tomb of the mutilated. Yeah. Easy ass album to get into. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Suffocation, I feel, is a little bit, little bit out there more. It's almost slam. It's so yeah, fucking it's heavy. fast, dude. It's like I mean, it's that was just, heavy, dude. That's a fucking heavy album, but it's still, I think, very groovy though. Yeah. Like I think it's yeah. a fucking groovy ass album. Also, another cool album cover. Oh, dude, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, for me, my favorite death metal band right now is Cattle Decapitation, and uh, this album I think is their. Uh, not their peak, but it's when they started getting better. Because I think their first couple albums... What is the cover on that one? Do you that's know? the one with the zombie dude in the desert. and Okay. It's yeah. that brown one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, this is when I felt like they started getting progressing. Actually, more progressive. They're more progressive now. So, but um, mm-hmm. fucking great albums. Yeah, great albums to listen to. And also, we mentioned they're all about vegans. All, yeah, and, they're and, vegans. <laughs> so they're all about that. Um, we're gonna move on to our traditional slash old school heavy metal. I feel like these are really good examples again. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, I'm gonna be uh, start with loudness Japanese metal. Uh, Thunder in the East that came out in 1985. This is a fucking great album. I got you. Uh, Iron Maiden, Power Slave, 1984. Again, Egyptian type stuff going on there. Great shit. And then Judas Priest, Screaming for Vengeance, in 1982. Is a whole fucking album it was a banger, dude. Oh yeah. Uh, that's like the perfect, I think, starting place. Also, if oh, yeah. you want to go into old school heavy metal, that's a fucking great album. The album is. cover is cool too. Hell yeah. Cool as fuck. It's like a screaming fucking eagle or some e- shit. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the yeah, or like a jet, or I don't know what it is. Solid, yeah. the fuck, awesome, yeah. dude. Um, Talk about badass covers, dude. Yeah, dude. Judas Priest has always had badass. Yeah, Judas, dude, and that Power Slave one also a badass oh, cover. Yeah. The loudness one, it's not. There's nothing really going on. It's just, <laughs> it's just it just says loudness. loudness. <laughs> Thunder in the East, uh-huh. but it's because the the content the music the, the, speaks for quality yeah, exactly okay. there's quality there and, <laughs> uh, but they're great because they have uh, you know they're all Japanese and singing in English and it's fucking cool oh man. wow like they're really fucking cool man. I'm gonna check yeah, them they're out they're heavy man. dude yeah they're good oh yeah <clears throat> so for me my picks uh, I got the Scorpions Blackout mm-hmm. Black Sabbath Black Sabbath and Quiet Riot Metal Health that's a great album man yeah Metal Health was uh, more of a a pick for my my old man that was one of the few. That was yeah. one of the albums he showed me. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So and there's, there's some heavy shit on there. Yeah, there too. is. And people are like, man, that's stupid. I'm like, no, there's. It's because everyone come on, feel the noise. Yeah, that's I mean, and that was an accident too. Yeah. That was a, they just wanted to fill a B side or some shit for a record, and they're like, well, we're gonna cover this. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do this cover, and from Slade, and it was just like, oh, okay, we're gonna cover Slade, and. <laughs> they never been, they got huge after yeah, that no shit, fucking dude. huge by accident man yeah and that also, was pretty funny that, that was more of a heart pick from my, yeah. from all man that's cool man and yeah. then uh, Black Sabbath Black Sabbath bro one of the yeah. darkest albums I ever listened to as a little yeah. kid yeah I agree uh, fucking that album was pretty much the reason Doom got created I feel yeah the album cover is amazing too. Yeah, the, the house, ghost, the ghost lady or yeah. the witch or whatever the yeah, hell the she is. the witch and the house is still around. Or, is it? Or that water house? What is it? I don't know. It's something. I forgot what it's it was. It's by like a mill or yeah. like a water mill or something. And supposedly they got a hold of that chick, the one that played the witch on the cover. Really? They actually found her. Bah. I don't that's know. I, cool. I saw it on Stupid Metal Injection, but no. Uh, <laughs> either way. And then yeah. Scorpion's Blackout, that's just a fun party album. Yeah, it's, fun. it's such an easy album to get into. Yeah. Good, good songs. Everything. I mean, now, my, by now, for certain people, Scorpions is just rock. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like, for now. But Blackout was pretty heavy, though. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, for that time, yeah. when it came out, and then all of a sudden, people are like, oh, that's just it's rock. just rock? Yeah, no. Cause they're no. So, a lot of people are desensitized. And no it's me- sometimes a good thing. Not always bad. Yeah, no me gusta, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, you, man. All right, so we're going to move on to... Dave's favorite genre. My favorites. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right, so new metal. <laughs> now these are, I think, what I would recommend. Right. So I don't consider them, but they kind of are new metal. Stuck Mojo. Oh, they definitely. Rising. 
1998, all about WCW, rap metal going thing going on, heavy chunking riffs. Yeah, Rich uh, the Duke. Uh, mm-hmm. I think some of either the band or the whole band is backing Chris Jericho and his, it's pretty much and, everyone except and, the and, singer I think yeah, yeah. it's Fozzy yeah it's Fozzy uh, which I love Fozzy by the way Hell I yeah. loved his first three or four albums <laughs> they're funny albums yeah well Mongoose McQueen or whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> when he was doing that persona it was yes. great dude yes <laughs> they got stuck in Japan oh. and all and they were they were like gonna get they're gonna get huge, huge yeah. and all these, all these other bands started coming through and taking their songs, uh-huh. like Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. Were like, they took our songs, <laughs> and it's like, sure, Mongoose. Mung- <laughs> but that was such a such a great, uh, what do you call it? Like that whole idea. Yeah, that concept. Love I love it, dude. I love it. Um, so Stuck Mojo Rising, Soil, not Soil Work, Soil. Redefine. That's a good album, actually. 2004? Yeah. And I got introduced to Soil through Madden. Oh, They okay. came out of the soundtrack, so I think Luis may remember that. Uh, and then Spineshank, The Height of Callousness, 2000. Uh, more of on the industrial side. Yeah. But it's still a very excellent album. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are, I think, and again, those are all three vastly different bands. Very vast. Um... Uh, Stug Mojo, Rap Metal, Soil, More Straightforward, Forward. and Spine Shack, More Industrial. With a little bit of rap thrown in something. Yeah. yeah. A little so, bit of hip-hop. Yeah. So, yeah. So, those are those are the ones I would recommend. Yeah, okay, man. So, I chose Korn, self-titled Korn. Oh, it's a great album. Easy album to get into. Probably one of their most amazing, probably their best album ever. Uh, such good, fucking blind to the ending, uh, Daddy. Again, we, we say this. It's very emotional. It's a very emotional fucking album. Yeah. Uh, next pick is Head P, self-titled Head P. That's a fucking cool album. Straightforward, rap metal. Uh, still okay. pretty heavy, chunky. Okay. Still uh, real good, real good. Uh, and then uh, Cold Chamber, self-titled. Easy, <laughs> easy band to get into. I'm sorry, but they are. <laughs> they're easy. But thank God they all started fighting. And Dez left and made Devil Driver. Yeah. Which... Yeah. He uh, he became a god to me after he did Devil Driver. So, but um, yeah. I feel like those are three easy ass albums to get into. Again, another variety. Mm-hmm. You got your straightforward new metal. You got your rap metal, and then a little bit of a mixture of everything. Yeah, Cold Chamber. Yeah, I think that's uh, those are excellent picks too. Um, especially the corn one. I I didn't want to include corn. I figured you might have, or I just didn't want to. Yeah, because that's too easy. You know what I mean. It I didn't is, want but to. It's, it's easy. It's but easy for the beginners. To. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they would have probably already... They probably already are listening to that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's why. Because uh, they're, they're fucking huge now. Oh, yeah. Huge. Uh, all right, so we're going to go to the post-rock, post-metal. No, I know this is your jam. Oh, hell yeah. Now, uh, I'm going to go with... I don't even know how to say the album, but it's Alcest. Ikais de Lune. Was this a Frenchman? Uh, yeah, 2010. So Alcest is so fucking amazing to me because, uh, for one, the I forget the name of the vocalist, but the, the main man, the yeah, guitarist, yeah. he has this way of singing beautifully clean, and then there's growling and screaming, and uh, you feel his emotions there. Oh, you feel yeah. it. And then it has this dreamscape, like you're saying. But then behind it with like this black metal riff. Uh-huh. 
uh, top of that, right? And so you have these two uh, different scenes topped on top of each other. Yeah. And he creates this musical uh, soundscape that it's just beautiful. It is, dude. It's beautiful. And, and it's even like, uh, like, I don't know how you would call it, like, not ugly beautiful, but just like the sound it's chaotic get. yeah it's like really but it's it's set peacefully peacefully it's almost like if someone's Control dying chaos. it's it's like if someone's dying and they've accepted it oh uh, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's just like those two combining each other i guess like the uh, beautiful way to look at this yeah it's so fucking weird dude but it, yeah all this is fucking amazing yeah they're dude. great and and i want to emphasize none of these are fast no they're not going to be fast so if you're like going to be overwhelmed because the drums are too fast these are none of these bands that I'm going to mention are fast like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alcest, uh, Russian Circles, Station 2008, another is instrumental. Mm. Uh, another great album. I love it. Um, you got was it Harper Lewis? Harper Lewis. Uh, I think the song Station itself. Okay. Station, uh huh. There's a lot of good songs on here. Oh my god! And this one's different because it kind of is more metallic. Yeah, it could like pump you up. And it has, uh, you know, a little bit of everything for everybody. Like, there's like, this one is a little ro- ro- roller coaster. That one is, yes. Yeah, yeah I agree. Out of yeah. all the Russian Circle albums you picked, I think that's the best one to introduce yeah. to people. And then God yeah. is an astronaut. Oh. This is more of a post metal, post rock mm-hmm. band, I would say, with uh, tinges of metal here and there. Yeah. Far from Refuge, 2007. Uh, this is probably one of the, to me, one of the better. Uh, Post-rock bands out there. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, I think if you're looking at it in terms of um, dreamy, oh, like my dreams, God. <laughs> you're looking at bands like them and Explosions in the Sky. Yeah, oh, which, definitely. Which, if you love a lot of movies and you're a fan of cinema, they you've probably already movie. heard, mm-hmm. you've probably already heard Explosions in the Sky. Lone Survivor. That's yeah. They did that album. So, you probably, you know, a lot of people... Corona commercial. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. Or no, Sol. One of those. One of those oh, Mexican shit. beers. They did the, okay. they did the song. Uh-huh. Yeah. Your Hand in Mine. No way. Yeah. That's cool. So, I mean, for a lot of people, they're already listening to it. They don't even know. They mm-hmm. might enjoy it. They might enjoy it. <laughs> so, yeah. These are all different bands. Different from each other. But, you know, I, I, I was going to pick one that you had picked. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to. Um. Go for it. You'd say yours. <laughs> All right. Well, as the, as, Dave, uh, as Dave said, this is my this is my shit. This is my this jam. This is my jam. Uh, easily for me, Godspeed You Black Emperor, Lift Your Skinny Fist Like Antennas to Heaven. Probably one of the most accessible albums they have. Um, four songs, 25 minutes to 20 minutes long, and probably actually some of their most beautiful music they've ever written. Um, I picked this album... Because I, I was going to pick Yankui X, uh, UXO, but I feel like this one's more accessible, mm-hmm. and it's more uh, calming. Uh, I can't say that, I can't say more beautiful things about this album than I've already said. <laughs> so, moving on to Pelican, Australasia. Now, if you want heavy post-metal, uh, it's all instrumental, but heavy as fuck. I mean, yeah. this chunky-ass riffs, yeah. everything, like... I think there's like one slow song in that album. Really, do you know where Pelican are? They American? They're American. Yeah, they're from um, 
Michigan, I think. Are, Somewhere out there. A lot of the bands tend to be American, though, or the post-metal? Post, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, actually, Godspeed is uh, Canadian. Okay. And Explosions, they're from Texas. S- North American. No. Yeah, North American. They're Canadian, eh? Yeah. <laughs> eh? But, uh, explosions is Texas? Explosions, know. yeah, they're from Fort Worth. Oh, or cool. Austin, I think. Yeah, Austin. Um, but um, Pelican, heavy as fuck. No, no, no screaming. So if you're not into the screaming, but you like the heaviness, Pelican's for you. And my next pick was uh, Death Heaven's uh, "Corrupt Ordinary Human Love." Oh, beautiful album, album of the year. Album of the year that when year. that came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blackened screams with dreamscapey shoegazy music. Yeah. It's just it's, it's so dreamy, but yeah. even when he's screaming in this black it's awesome, metal, dude. it's fucking it fits. And what sucks is that he wants to stop doing that shit. Oh, no. And I, from what I heard from that interview of him, yeah. I think he's pretty got, much done. I got like half ways. Uh, I think he's done, dude. Yeah. I think he's done with the, because the way he said that the guitarists and this were like, they were progressing and he felt like he was lagging. Uh, and actually me and Johnny from Bless Be Men were messaging back and forth on, on, uh, on Messenger on Facebook yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were talking about it and yeah, we kind of came to the conclusion that yeah, he's probably done screaming. Oh, no. So it makes me sad, but mm-hmm. like he even said though in that in that interview, you never know what could happen. He might get pissed off and say, "You know what, guys, yep. we're gonna fucking do this." Yeah. So, hopefully George isn't done screaming, but uh, that's a beautiful album. Yeah. Start to finish. Yeah, and it's almost like a a blackened smashing pumpkins. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's <how we laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. But it's heavy. Yeah. In the right places oh, and sure. beautiful in the right places, but uh. Yeah. That's it, man. Go for it. Your turn, bro. Cool. So we're going to move on to the last sort of genre, I would say, that we're going to mm-hmm. recommend. So we're going to go into progressive metal. Again, three different albums, three different kinds of progressive rock metal. Big time. Uh, Anathema, Anathema, Anathema. Oh. Uh, Judgment, 1999. Again, band from Liverpool. Uh, Judgment, I feel like it might have been... Anathema as we know them now. And that was the transition, I think. Uh, there was goth, electronic, weird Anathema before that, <laughs> which is still great. I love all eras. I stumbled upon that and I was like, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is not bad. Actually. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's really cool, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the name of that album. Or whatever, but, yeah. Um, but Judgment, I think, is a great start. In the middle. Uh, this is after their. The brothers i believe the mom passed away Mm. and they wrote this album for her or uh, inspired by that so that's why it's so melancholic but anathema's always found a way to change their music and do different things and stuff like that this one is what i would say it's more of an uh, an acoustic hard rock Mm -hmm. Uh, very emotional very emotional very sad very melancholic it's a beautiful but album. But it's though. a beautiful album in that way because they're yeah. celebrating the life of oh, somebody. Yeah. One. So it's great because of that. We have a green, the color green, Carnation, A Blessing in Disguise. Uh, one of the best albums I've ever fucking heard in my life. And Green Carnation, have uh, they've come, they've come uh, a long way because they actually disbanded after, was it the Acoustic Versus? Oh, they uh, they were 
I don't think they wrote anything for like eight years or ten years. I or think something. we spoke like, about yeah, eight, yeah. ten years, right? Something like, like it was two thousand six, uh, yeah. or two thousand seven when they broke up. They did a night at the dam. Uh, another progressive rock band, I would say, because actually they're metal. I would say they're metal. They're metal. They have some weird. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess it depends where how you view it. But let me see really quick. Uh, the the album is a blessing in disguise. For me, the reason it's badass. Two thousand three, two thousand three. Uh, you have bands, uh, songs like Crushed to Dust and Writings on the Wall. In Too Deep, Lullaby in the Water, As Life Flows By, Myron and Cole. Dude, this whole album is a fucking banger, dude. Yeah, and what I love about it is, like, uh, the vocals, you know, they're just so clean, amazing. Uh, and again, <clears throat> so simple. The little kid yeah. standing in the, yeah. you know, just standing there. That's such a beautiful album. That's such a great album, dude. And again, I think for a lot of the people who are not into heavy metal, these are the albums that I think they might get into the most. That yes. it's easy for them to get into. Because the albums that I'm recommending, those albums, from Anathema and Green Carnation, they're, they're, they're not super heavy or anything. It's like rock. Hard yeah. rock, maybe, in some cases. So they're in beautiful vocals all around. Speaking of beautiful vocals and all around craziness and amazing kind of shit, if you're into sci-fi, the whole weird... What is it? Space punk shit? What is that stuff called? Like, uh, steampunk shit? Steampunk, yeah. If you're into all that stuff, then I have the band for you guys, man. Who is ever into any of that shit? If you're into it, there's a band called Arion. Love this dude. His name's Arjun Lucasen. He's 6'8", big motherfucker. Oh, shit. Super skinny. Amazing. Hippie. Mm. You know, he's an older he's an older gentleman. Been around for a while. The album is called Into the, Ele- Into the Electric Castle. It came out in 1998. I think that's the album... That fucking blew the doors wide open. He started getting people uh, as guests to to sing. So he would create the music. He would let them sometimes create their own lyrics and let it let them do that own thing. Uh, so he would just write all the music and he would get people to come in and do the studio, do the vocals. All right, and that's it, right? Oh shit! So he'd have people like um, if I'm not mistaken, was Devin one. Devin was on there. Oh, okay. Michael from Opeth was on there. Okay. Uh, what's his name from Dream Theater? Oh, um, I forgot. We're going to get crucified for that one. Yeah. The singer from Dream Theater. <laughs> I forgot. It's not Petrucci. That's a guitar. No, no that's a guitar. <laughs> oh, shit. Expect uh, an angry email. Nah. <laughs> no one emails me anywhere. Anyway. <laughs> Huh. I hate when I forget shit like that. <laughs> totally forgot. <laughs> uh, wow. Whoopsies. Is it like... Uh, Labrie. James Labrie. Yeah, James Labrie. Jesus Christ. So James Labrie. Um, Floor Jansen is on there. She's been on there. Annika Van Giersbergen. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, she's, she's always there. She's awesome. Yeah. Such a very... That's like, the one that's with Devin, cool, right? The one that's she sings a lot most with, with Devin, Devin, yeah. yeah. Uh, man, they've had so many fucking singers. They have Russell Allen on there. They have... I need to uh, get into here. Uh, I haven't really had a chance. Dude, they're amazing. I mean, it's fucking stupid good, man. Anyways, this is such a great album. We're into, like, again, space stuff and, and, and all that other stuff. I mean, they're, they're so good. Uh, but again, 
nerdy, yeah, but <laughs> epic in every way. All right. And, and, and I love it. And they think outside the box. That's good. Songs, concept albums, if you're into space and all that stuff, these, I'm telling you, they're the perfect blend of everything. Shit. I'm definitely going to give that a try right now, man. And that was my third pick. Go for All it. right, good. <laughs> All right, my picks for progressive metal or uh, rock. Uh, I picked King Crimson, Court of the Crimson King. This shit came out like in the late 60s. Yep. Um, so, concept album. But uh, not heavy, but oh, epic. Epic yeah. as hell. Such beautiful songs. Um, if you like Pink Floyd, you'll yes. definitely like King Crimson. And I feel like sometimes they get overlooked for Pink Floyd, but these guys are yeah, aficionados on, on, on their instruments. Like they, Robert Fripp. Yeah, dude. Badass uh, motherfucker. People might know him lately. With Toya and... His wife. They've been doing all those, those crazy weird covers. videos. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> showing off her titties and stuff. <laughs> yes, I forgot okay. about that. It's, it's funny because I'm like, they're going to go on tour yeah. pretty soon. Pretty soon, yeah. And like everyone's going to be expecting her to come on stage. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and her titty tassels or whatever she <laughs> Whatever has. the hell she does. That's pretty toy. But um, yeah, definitely King Crimson's a great album. Uh, yeah. Court of the Crimson King is a good one to get into. Yeah. If you're into uh, Dark Side of the Moon, then you'll definitely like Court of the Crimson King. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're good. <laughs> and then uh, next is Between the Buried and Me, Colors. That one is still a little bit more heavier, on the uh, but it's very progressive because they went from Alaska to this. There was a huge difference. Yeah. There's a huge difference. They were almost, what, they were, I think Alaska, I feel like, was a death metal album, but they still consider it deathcore. Right. But either way, these guys took a fucking 360 and just changed up their sound 100%. This album is still the best of both worlds, where they're still super heavy, but very progressive. Yeah. And what's cool super is heavy, uh, that song, Execution, they filmed it in Marfa, Texas. Oh, shit. Yeah, down this highway. Uh, the only reason I know is because I passed by through there for work. So, but um, <laughs> cool. great album, great album. I, I yeah. can't say anything. I mean, anything bad about it. And then you said part two's coming out too. Part two's coming out in August. So hey, I'm yeah. excited as hell. Bro. Yeah, that's a. This must be very stressful for them to want to try to either to equate top. or top. Like I don't know how that's gonna happen. And it's hard, dude, because Colors I think is their masterpiece. Yeah. Even yeah. though they they've come out with great. Oh albums. no, no, of course, yeah. yeah. But I feel like Colors is their masterpiece. Yeah. But um, great album to get into, and it'll be on the lookout for Colors 2 in mm-hmm. August, so definitely. And uh, another classic one for me uh, was Queensryche, uh, Operation Mindcrime. Mm-hmm. Beautiful album. Badass album. That was uh, another album yeah. my dad showed me, uh, Eyes of the Stranger. I mean, countless, countless good songs. Oh, yeah, on yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I liked, um, I liked before that Queensryche, like before their they're doing is it Queen of the Reich and yeah Queen the of the three song EP I think yeah and then they did is that, which is the one that has Walking the Shadows is it that one I think it's that one I don't remember I can't but it, they had like an album before Operation Minecraft they did have one before I like their stuff before the Operation Minecraft and then now it's Todd La Torre fuck Queen's Reich is fucking heavy dude they're, they did. they're on a fucking mission right now dude um, I think they got but, rid of Jeff Tate at the right time because yeah. he, he lost his vocals. He, he did. He, he lost it. Bro. And I know he's doing... Jeff uh, Tate's Queensryche. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that one. And I'm like, eh, it's not the same. It's not. It's not the same. I mean, you have to... 
be like, all right, am I going to see the band or do I just want to see the singer? You know, like. I'd rather versions. see the band. I want to see the band with Todd. With Todd, he's such a fucking great singer, and he's a drummer. Oh, that's right. And no. he's like filled in on drums before, like for I don't know for. I think it was like an emergency, but or whatever. But he's badass, dude. So but yeah, I mean, for, for me, this was I think <laughs> the last good Jeff Tate album because everything else was song here, song there, song here, song here. Yeah, you know, it yeah. never was consistent. But he was on point with vocals on this album. Even live, I've seen. Then perform the yeah. whole thing live, yeah. and dude was on point. That's cool. But uh, those were mine, man. I, I think they're. I think we both show some pretty good stuff for for these people to. Yeah, I think for anybody who is new, again, some of the albums are not gonna be forgiving. Some of the albums that we recommend are not gonna be like they're gonna they're not gonna hold you by the hand. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be albums that show you. That genre, and if you like it, then, f- then feel spread free- your wings. Yeah, further. feel free to explore it further if you like that stuff. Um, just remember, though, for anybody else, is like there's always something for somebody. Uh, and Adam, I am not joking when I say that. Like, yeah, no, you're 100 right. There are something for somebody. So, you know, be open-minded and see what you find, and go to, go on YouTube. Go down that rabbit hole. Go man. down that fucking rabbit hole, because that's how I discovered a lot of these yeah. these bands. Yeah, see what you discover. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, if anybody has any questions or any other ideas, feel free to email at uh, thatmetalpodcast1 at gmail.com if you have any questions, right? To other ideas. For other us, ideas, so yeah, yeah. Send them our way, and we're going to have actually a lot of episodes coming up pretty soon. <laughs> So hopefully, Spastic Dave. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, right. We're gonna we're gonna do a, a, a Christopher Lee one. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do our favorite symphonic bands, symphonic metal bands, fe- fe- female fronted metal bands, our albums, the best albums of 2021 so far. Uh, there's a lot more. Some album rankings are gonna be coming up. Yeah, definitely. So we'll look forward to that. Anyways, with that said, buy the ticket, take the ride.